0: Happy New Year! Happy 2018! Are you guys ready for a new year? I hope so. I'm ready for a new year for sure. Um... As has already been mentioned many many, many times this morning, uh, welcome. We're glad you guys are here. We're glad that you guys chose to uh, join us this morning to worship the most awesome being in the universe, our God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus. And so uh, thank you for being here. And again, if you are a, uh, a guest, a first-time guest with us, we're so glad that you're here. Uh, my name is uh, Pastor John, and uh, I'm one of the associates, or I guess I'm the only other pastor on staff, so (laughs) I am the assistant guy. Whatever. Anyways, Pastor Bill, uh, who was just up here, um, has not been feeling good over the last few weeks, and so uh, he uh, asked—last week, Jeannie spoke, and that was awesome, and then uh, he asked me to speak this week, and so um, next week, he'll be back, I hope. Right? (laughs) All right, good deal. All right, so I think I mentioned this last week, but did any of you— feel like you got ripped off in 2017? And when I say that, I mean this. <laughs> Someone's, every year, maybe something big was supposed to happen in 2017. Something stellar, something epic was supposed to happen for you, and it didn't. Uh, maybe you lost hope, or you just... Quit believing that it could or would happen. Wow. I well, wish we you just sing that the rest of the day. Here's the deal. I'm sure that my story is not a whole lot different than many of yours as far as feeling ripped off in 2017. So back in March of 2017, uh, well, actually, let's take it back to 2016. Back in November of 2016, my wife and I sold our house and uh, we decided, you know, we wanted to find something that was all on one level for our son so his wheelchair would be accessible and all that stuff instead of having stairs. And so we sold our house and we moved into my sister-in-law's basement. And that's a room that's probably, I want to say 12 by 20. It's just one room with a little half bath, laundry's upstairs, showers upstairs. And it's a small, cramped little space. But we thought, oh, we'll only be here for a few months. We'll find a house. We'll find what we want. And we'll buy it. And we'll move in. And everything will be great. And uh, we're still in the basement 14 months later. Now, we did find a house. And we did find property that we we like and, and everything. But it was also a foreclosed house. And so when you buy a foreclosure, you don't know what's wrong with the house. ...until you buy the house. And so we found out that... uh, Have you ever seen the movie The Money Pit? um, That's pretty much what it's been. Uh, We found out that there really was no septic tank. And that uh, the people who lived there before... ...did a lot of weird things that had nothing to do with code. And they didn't care. And so uh, we found out that we've had to do a lot of things now to code... And so anyways, to make a long story even longer uh, We're still living in the basement and We've run out of money and i'm not asking for money. I'm just saying we've run out of money So it's like all right. Well, what do we do now? So we just you know have to figure it out and you know, we know that god's good and we know he's he's awesome And I know he's going to take care of it. But the thing is is that Thinking, you know, 2017, we're going to move into this house, and it's going to be awesome, and we're going to be, be, you know, happy and, and not cramped in this basement, and it just didn't happen in 2017 like we thought it would. Now, what happened in 2018? It better. <laughs> I sure hope so. But here's the deal. Here's the key scripture that we're going to talk about today, and, uh, and I hope this will bring all of us uh, some some hope and some belief and some joy. It's uh, Romans 15, 13. And uh, if you guys would read that with me. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Now, the cool thing about that scripture is that it's actually just, uh, it's it's kind of like a closing to a letter. You know how uh, when you kind of like, and so I close this letter with this right and so paul he's writing to the romans and he's talking about the jews and the gentiles and basically what he's saying here is you know he's like closing out by you know may the god of hope fill you with all joy all this stuff and he's really what he's talking about the the context leading up to that is that he's he's stating that jesus came for the jews and the gentiles and he came for all of us and so um we can find our hope in him and so my prayer for all of us is that 2018 is a year of hope and belief Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we give, we come before you and we thank you for this morning. We thank you that we can come into this place and we can worship you with song and with, with giving and with communion. And, and now, God, as we open up your word and, and we uh, learn from it, I pray, God, that you would open up our hearts to hear and, and open our ears to hear. And, and help us, God, also not just hear, but also to receive whatever it is that you want for each and every one of us. God, I pray that not one person in this room will leave the same If there's anybody here, God, today that uh, is feeling distraught or distracted or down and out or depressed or disappointed or frustrated with 2017 or even life right now, God, I pray that you would change their hearts and you would give them a hope today. And God, that they would start believing again that you are in control and that no matter what comes our way, we can find our hope in you. So, Lord, I pray that for all of us and uh, open up um, our hearts, God, today to, uh, to receive from you. In Jesus' name, amen. So these past few weeks, uh, we celebrated Advent. And Advent is basically waiting. It's waiting to see Jesus, waiting to see Jesus come, okay? And so, uh, you know, it's, it's the promised coming of Jesus. And then Christmas happened, Right? And he came, right? He was born. He had his birthday, December 25th, right? That was Jesus' birthday. And we celebrated that. And everybody's saying happy birthday and, and made candles and all that stuff, right? Right. Okay, good. And then last weekend, Jeannie Hewitt, uh, she spoke about the Holy Spirit. She talked about the promise that came. It's the promise that came after Jesus ascended into heaven, and he came, right? And now we wait for Jesus to return for the second time. And that's another promise. And so there's a lot of promising going on here, right? The promise of Jesus coming first, and then the promise of the Holy Spirit, Jesus coming again, all these different things. And if you look at the Bible, there's tons of of promises, all right? Let's look at what a promise basically is. Here's what promise means, according to Webster. A declaration that one will do or refrain from doing something specified. Let's talk about that for a second. Dad, I promise right after this show, I will empty the dishwasher. And it happens all the time, right? Or, honey, I promise I'll take you on a date next weekend. And then something happens. Or, I promise that I'll do this, or I promise that I'll do that. And, and so a promise is basically us declaring that we're going to do something. Uh, specific very specific and uh, and then the second thing is a reason to expect something have you ever expected something like For 2017, I expected that i'd be living in my house by now How about this think about some of these things? Expectation is this it's uh, it's when we anxiously await for something that we think we deserve Okay? We think we deserve. That's what expectation is. Does this sound familiar? I order my food and I pay for it. I expect it to be good, right? I pay for a haircut, which I don't. I expect it to look nice, which it don't. I'm just kidding. I take my car to a mechanic to fix it. I expect it to run properly, right? I come to church and I expect to be entertained. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. That's not what church is about, right? Okay, good. I pray earnestly, I pray earnestly for something. I expect it to happen. I expect for God to answer that prayer, don't I? You see, God's word promised a Messiah. We waited, he came. Jesus promised the Holy Spirit. We waited, He came, but sometimes when we pray for things and they don't happen the way we want them to happen We begin to lose hope and we begin to Let disbelief or unbelief come into our lives. Do we trust god? Do I trust god do you trust god? Does he keep his promises? Do you keep your promises? Have you ever had someone break a promise to you? Probably all of us have have you ever broken a promise? Probably all of us have. But God doesn't break his promises. We just learned from Pastor Bill when we uh, were looking in James from verse one, one uh, sorry, 111. It says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. We say that again blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial For when he has stood the test he will receive the crown of life Which god has promised to those who love him Sometimes the things that we ask for the things that we expect from god I mean they might be a big deal to us, but they may not be a really big deal And then there's some things that we expect from god like healing Or for a broken marriage or for a lost child And those are big deals and for some reason, it doesn't work out the way we expected it to work out. Right? That happens. But does that mean that we can't trust God or that, we, he, that his promises aren't, aren't real? No. But it's all about remaining steadfast in that trial and receiving something bigger than maybe the expectation that you had down the road that crown of life that that uh, that promise that he has for us um, that we, when we love him so so why do we feel ripped off at the end of a year or when we go through a trial why do we feel ripped off is it because we just stopped believing again Don't stop believing. all right so I have another story, and uh, it's really more of a confession than anything. You see, uh, I got this awesome kid. I got two awesome kids and an awesome wife, and they're right here. Jariah's not here, but this is Jariah. And Jariah uh, is amazing. If you've not met Jiraiya, um we'll bring him again soon. He doesn't come on usually on Sunday mornings just because it's hard for him. But Jariah is uh, he's a cool kid. And, uh, and dry was born with a very rare disorder called cobalamin X. And there's only 20 kids in the world that have what he has. And so uh, because of his, his disability, he's got a lot more ability than he does disability, by the way. But because of his disability, he has a seizure disorder. He, uh, he has uh, pretty major uh, uh, delays. Um, he doesn't, doesn't walk. He doesn't speak. Not in words anyways. He's got his own language, and it's cool. Uh, I think he sees angels a lot because he'll just lay there in bed and start smiling at the ceiling, and it's pretty cool. But uh, Dariah's a really cool kid, and he's a really special kid, and that's his, uh, his seizure monster next to it. supposed to scare away the seizures. Well, a few weeks ago, you guys probably remember uh, we prayed for Dariah uh, because he was having, like, nonstop seizures. Like, just they wouldn't stop. And so it was like one after the other after the other with maybe a couple of seconds in between. It was it was it was horrifying as a parent to watch your child go through that. And so we ended up taking him to the hospital and uh and they put uh they put a bunch of stuff on his head and and they they ran some tests and and basically between like a 3 hour period he had 114 seizures. That's a lot of seizures. And so uh I got a little angry with God. And, you know, because, you know, people had been praying and, and uh, you know, all this stuff. And this was even after, this all happened after we prayed for him here because he'd already started that, but then we ended up in the hospital. And so, uh, anyways, um, I, I was driving down the road one day. We were working on our house and we had a crew out there. And so I went to into town to go pick up some pizza for the people that were working. And, and while I was driving, I just began to weep and Just yell at god And I was like, you know, how dare you how dare you make this little innocent kid who's done nothing wrong in his life He's never sinned before because he doesn't know how to he's innocent How do you let that kid suffer like that? How do you let me as a dad see my son in that kind of condition and I was mad and I yelled and screamed at him And I was like, are you even real? If you're real, then heal him. I was mad. And you know what? I didn't get the answer I wanted to get. But the answer I got was, John, you got to trust. You got to believe. I am real. I don't, I don't know why Dryah is the way he is, but you know what? He has blessed my socks off. And if that's what his purpose in life is, is to bless people and and let, uh, you know, our family, we try. We try to hold it together most of the time. But there's a lot of times that you guys don't see. And so it's not always easy. And I'm not up here for a pity party. I'm up here because you guys are going through the same crap. Maybe it's different, though. It's not the same story. None of us have the same story, but all of us have the same heartache. And when we go through stuff like that, you know, I think of Reggie Fair, who is an awesome guy who loves everybody. And he tries to serve so many people. And he was going to help us with, with uh, a bunch of stuff at our house. And then he gets hit in a car accident. It wasn't his fault. Well, now he can't. He's just too sore. He's in too much pain. You know, and there's other people in this room that I could, I could mention. You, 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 you love God and you serve him. And, and your marriage is falling apart. Or your kids aren't serving God. And you pray for them all the time. It's life, right? And, and Jesus even said, we're going to have trials. We're going to have tribulations. I promise you that. That was another promise, by the way. But you know what? God is still in control. And we still can believe in him. I shared that story about Jariah. With, uh, with my community group, and that's another plug for community groups. You know, in a situation like this, it's hard to share that stuff with, with everybody, although I just did, but with everybody else around you. And in our community group, uh, I shared that story because it was right when all that was happening. And someone asked me afterwards, or during the extra time as we were talking, um, they asked me, What made you believe that God is real and that he does care? And my answer was simple. It was hope. I have to believe that no matter what I walk through, no matter how far away God seems to me, no matter how much I think he's not listening or that he doesn't care, without hope, the outlook is bleak and dismal. I can't, I can't live like that. I can't live like that. If I don't see hope somewhere down the road, I can't live like that. And I hope you can't either. I hope that when you are down and times are dark and it looks like everything is going to fall apart, that you can see hope at the end of whatever situation you're going through. God has been there for me and for you and for everybody in this room our whole lives. Sometimes we just don't realize it. When I see people that don't know Jesus, who don't know God, go through hard times, people that I know that are are not believers— I don't know how they make it through. I honestly don't know. Obviously, if we look at society today, it's a lot of times it's, well, like they turn to drugs, or they turn to alcohol, or they turn to suicide. Times are tough for all of us. And uh, my prayer is that everybody can find Jesus and be able to put their hope in him so they'll have something to hold on to. Um, these next few verses that I want to share are, are basically how or why really you and I can put our hope and belief in a loving God when sometimes it doesn't feel, like life doesn't seem fair. let Let's check these out. So, next one is uh, Psalm 4211Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation. And my God, how many times have you been laying in bed, sitting in your car, kneeling at your couch, sitting in church, saying some of those things? Verse 11, specifically the top part of it, actually. Why are you cast down on my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? You see, most of the struggle that we have is because it's what's going on in here. The physical stuff is happening out here, but then the rest of the turmoil is going on in here. And we got to figure that out. But it says, Hope in God, for I shall again praise Him. That day, that night, when I was driving in my car and I was yelling at God, I had no desire to praise Him at all. I was mad. But you know what? After He spoke to me and gave me that hope, you better believe the first thing I did was repent and say, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I almost cursed you. That I basically said, If you're real, that I doubted your existence. And then, because of that, I was able to praise him. And I hope you can, too. Next one is Psalm 130, verse 7. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption. What's redemption? Redemption is when something crappy turns into something happy. I just made that up. Bill talked about this. Bill talked about this a few, a few weeks ago, like a month or two, a couple months ago. He talked about this whole thing, this whole idea of redemption. When something is like, you know, someone can take trash and turn it into treasure, right? Someone can take pallets and turn them into bookshelves, right? Pallets are going to get thrown away, right? And they turn them into bookshelves. That's the, all the rave now is like pallet furniture and pallet crafts, right? Uh, some people take garbage and they figure out ways, you know, scrap metal or whatever, and they do things with it. And it's, it's, this redemption is taking something that's junk and redeeming it, giving it value again. And so hope in the Lord, because with him, there's steadfast love, and with him, there's plentiful redemption. So when life gives you a bunch of junk, turn it into treasure, okay? That's where we find the regem- redemption, Lamentations 3.24, the Lord is my portion, says my soul, therefore I will hope in him. What kind of portion do you like when you go out to the buffet? A big portion, right? Or when someone's, you know, cutting the pot roast. Yeah, more please, more please, you know, like a big portion. The Lord is my portion, says my soul, therefore I will hope in him. That's where I got to find my hope is in him. I can't find it in anything else other than him. And then 1 John 4:16. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. We have to come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. Do you believe that God loves you? There's a lot of people that don't. There's a lot of people who, and maybe some of you in this room, maybe you were raised in a church where God was up there ready to strike you dead as soon as you sinned, right? Because the deacons sure were. I remember playing outside after church one time when I was a kid. My dad was the pastor, and and there was a car parked next to the church at this family. And my friends and I were pretending that we were the six million dollar man. And we were pretending to push this car. And we were like six. <laughs> the six-year-old men. And uh, and this deacon in our church comes over and he's like, You boys need to stop that. You're going to push that car out into the street and it's going to get ruined and the church's going to get sued. And I'm like... My dad's the pastor. You better pack off. No, I didn't say that. (laughs) But I I cried. I was like, no, I'm sorry. You know, I was like, could I really push the car? Of course we couldn't push the car. Okay, it was in park, and this was like back in the 70s, and so cars weighed five times more than they weigh now because it was actually made of metal, not plastic, except for Ford. (laughs) Ford's still metal. I don't know. Are they? Part of them are plastic. All cars are. Anyways, um, so the thing is, and I totally forgot where I was going with that. Deacons, uh, oh, being judgmental. Yes, okay, sorry. Uh, so here's the deal: God is love. Just just leave it at that. God is love. Man sometimes is not. They are very judgmental and tell little kids to and make them cry. All right, but God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. That's all that matters. Okay. Don't stop me. That was in the wrong place, but that's okay. It's still fun to hear. The question here is this. Do we believe those scriptures? Do we believe the scriptures that we just read? Do you read your Bible and do you believe what you read? I hope so. It's not just made up stuff. Okay? It's, It's fact. It's not fiction. Okay? When... When I read those scriptures and when I think about what God's done in my life and I think about the stuff that I've gone through and the times that I've doubted Him and the times that, that uh, I just wasn't sure if He was real or not. Um, I can't answer for you. I can only answer for me in my situations. But here's, here's how I know that God is real and that He does love me and that God abides in me because I abide in Him. He's proven it. He's proven it over and over and over again. Maybe not always how I wanted it to be proven to me, but he's always been faithful. There have been so many times in my life where God is the only way I made it through a tough time. When my best friend, Greg, passed away, that was hard. That was so hard. You know, we... we really became friends in college and were roommates. And and then anyways, he died way too young. He was like 42 and he had three kids and a wife. And I just didn't get it. I was like, God, I don't get it. But you know what? God has taken care of his family. His wife met somebody later on and and he's now helped and and become a father for those kids and the kids now have babies and it's crazy but God took care of them God took care of Greg's parents it's been hard for them he was an only child but God's taking care of them too God took care of me he's put other people in my life his friends all of us go through things like that and God comes through God's proven it time and time again times where money just isn't there. You look at your checkbook and you're like, "Uh-oh. What do I do now?" God provides somehow some way. Not always how we expected it, but he does. Down the road, he knows what's better for us than we know what's good for ourselves. <sighs> okay. There's so much more proof out there that Jesus is real than other historical figures even. In our NUA study that we did uh, last session um, with the group that I had, we, we talked about some of these things. And I, I, I want to encourage all of you, if you have Right Now Media, which most of you should if you, if you have given us your email address and, and let us know that you want that. Right Now Media is basically Christian Netflix, kinda kind of like that. We can give it to you. Just let me know. Send an email to the church, and, and we'll get you on there. But if you have Right Now Media, I, I want to encourage you guys to check out the newest series. And we probably will do it as a as a group. I have another group down the road. Um, but it really answers a lot of some of these questions. And one of the things that they talked about was, was that there are more documents within 100 years of Jesus' life that mention him than documents that confirm the existence of Alexander the Great. And yet, you know, there's all these I mean, hundreds of volumes of books about Alexander the Great now, but it's like, well, how much of it is just made up? Because there's only like a few documents that were written when he was around. Same thing with Julius Caesar. There wasn't a whole lot written about. There's more written about Jesus than Julius Caesar. And you know, what sixth grade history or something like that? You learn all about Greek history and and uh, and you know all these. There's plays written about him and, you know, all this stuff. Haircuts. He got his own haircut. Anyways, there's there's more proof that Jesus is real. And yet, there's still so many people that struggle with knowing that he is real. I want to start closing with this. Um, I realize there may not be any huge new revelations for you in this message today. But as scripture says, we may already know some of these things, but it's always good to hear them again. I felt like what God wanted us to be reminded of as we started this new year are these three things. Number one, he cares for you. God cares for you. Number two, he loves you. He loves you more than any other person on this planet has ever loved you or could love you. Some of you had a really loving mama or a really loving dad. Some of you didn't. Some of you have a really loving spouse. Some of you don't. But you know what? No matter how much those people care for you or love you, God loves you more. You know that whole saying, like, you know, my daughter does this, so she'd be like, I love you, Daddy. And I'm like, I love you more. And she just laughs. It's like that with God, though. When we say, God, I love you, it's like I love you more. God cares for us, and he loves us. And then third, he's trustworthy, and he's faithful, and we can put our hope in him. Don't put your hope in other stuff. Don't put your hope in other people. Put your hope in him. He wants us to have a a life of joy and peace that's only found in him. And that promise that Jesus made about the Holy Spirit coming after him to live with us, live within us, that genius spoke about. Uh, If you're a believer, God's Spirit lives within you to guide you, to lead you into his will, and he can help bring back hope into your life and into my life. Now I really do want to close. If you felt like you got ripped off, In 2017. May the God of hope. Fill you with all joy and peace in believing. So that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. If right now you are walking through a dark time. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. In believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. If something bad happened years ago. And you still can't find peace? May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. You see, God is hope, and He wants to fill all of us with joy and peace and the belief that He does care and that He's got our back. No matter how hard it seems, sometimes the Holy Spirit will give us the power to make it through. We just can't stop believing. And I'm not going to do the song again. I'm going to ask as we, uh, as we wrap this up, would you uh, just bow your hearts with me and, uh, and listen to these words out of Hebrews. And then we'll pray. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without waiver. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to have and do good works. Not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of of some but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near that's Hebrews ten twenty three 23 through 25 let's pray God we do love you and what's even more awesome is that you love us God some of us in this room can sometimes be unlovable including myself But God, no matter how much of a jerk or whatever I can be, God, you still love me. Lord, I pray that you'd help each one of us in this room right now to just examine our own hearts and see where we're at with you. Do we truly trust you? Do we truly believe in you? And do we truly have our hope in you? God, if there are people in this room that are walking through dark times, whether it be financial issues, broken marriages, kids who aren't serving you, just unfulfilled promises. Whatever it may be, God, that we're walking through, I pray that you would, uh, you would give belief back into their hearts and into my heart. God, I pray that we would find our joy and our peace And are hoping you. And I pray, God, that your Holy Spirit, that, that Jeannie talked about last weekend, God, that it would fill us up and that we would realize that we have the power within us, because of the Holy Spirit, to overcome depression, frustration, sadness, loneliness, and just a dark outlook on life. God, through that Holy Spirit that's in us, we can find joy, peace, happiness, hope, all those things. And so, Lord, I pray that we would just put our trust in you. God, for those that are here today and maybe they have no idea who you are, maybe this is the first time they've ever walked into a church, maybe they've been here a bunch of times or other churches a bunch of times, but they don't know you. They know of you. They know what church is all about. Maybe they've been let down by Christians. Maybe they've been let down by parents, by bosses, by family, whoever. Lord, I pray that today they would realize that you will never let them down. No matter what they're going through. No matter how far away you seem, you are still there. And that you are walking through that hard time with them. God, I pray that today that there's somebody here that doesn't know you that today they would come to know you and that you would come to know them and that you begin this new relationship of servant and master. And you're a loving master who wants good things for our life, who wants us to find happiness and joy. And so I pray that we would humbly serve you. All of us would do that. God, we love you. We thank you for this day. And I pray that we walk out of this place today on fire, Lord, just excited to see what 2018 is going to bring. No matter how much junk happened in 2017, it doesn't matter. And even some of us, maybe these first seven days of 2018 have stunk. But you know what? Today's a new day. Every day's a new day with you. So, God, I pray that we would remember that, that we'd wake up every day and know that that every day is new and that um, no matter what yesterday would look like, uh, we can start fresh. So, God, go with us today, um, and I pray that you would just uh, be an encouragement for all of us. Lord, I pray that you would just bring us back on Wednesday night to to come together, to get to know each other better, to get to know you better, and to grow in our faith walk and in in our relationships with each other. And uh, we just love you, and we just want to honor you today. In Jesus' name. Amen.